0: in this episode we interview brendan forward from serious impact mate so yeah pretty informal i think we'll just roll through a couple of questions have a bit of a discussion Uh, i think ricky and i yesterday went for about 45 to an hour we just talked shop and um contextualize it from what we do at binnacle obviously um or Serious Impact, which is now SBB People. So I'd be keen to, if you're willing to, yeah. or if you can, if you're able to share that journey, I'm pretty keen to yeah. unpack what you're doing uh, to support businesses. Maybe you talk about your $550 offering, Yeah. Um, looking at what you're doing for clients, looking at what you're doing internally to yeah, support your people, I suppose, internally, but also the clients that you work with. Uh, be keen mm-hmm. to unpack that. Because uh, yeah. obviously it's... It, it affects a lot of their binnacle families as well. Like, yeah, their teachers, but you know, the husband may have been put off work and stuff like that. So I think
1: it's all no good vibes one gets and through this untouched.
0: Yeah, no one at all. Um, yeah, you know, I even in, within Ripen, I've lost a, I've lost my one client because of, you know, the gyms are shut down. You know, they, you know, where mm-hmm. they could be pivoting money, you know, into. Social digital marketing, online marketing um, yep. is different. Um, running online courses, stuff like that, online training sessions. I've seen some gyms do some really good work. Some are, you know, pretty, pretty much going to potentially shut up shop uh, just because i have lost money, and you know they're just going to too hard basket or just close doors and end leases and stuff like that. Sell yeah. off equipment and do something else and pivot. So,
1: but even there's big opportunity in, um, in products as mm. well like selling we had um, my gym world gym did a promotion saying in store between you know eight and 12 percentage discount off and it was like one week into the you're not well, supposed to leave the they, house and i was yeah. like
0: what are they doing but they sell on
1: stock or well wasting. i don't know whether it was i don't know whether it was walk in or whether it was purchase online but to me people are like there's an opportunity to because they they promote themselves as being cheaper at, than going to the going to any store,
0: yeah, because they're pretty so much be the
1: leveraging sales. that, yeah,
0: yeah. So. I, I seen I saw that happen too. I know some gyms were leasing equipment. You know, at least they were pretty much getting money on a weekly, and they were setting them up on a weekly retainer, just like their gym membership, and say, okay, I'll lease you this for fifteen bucks a week, or these I'll pieces be, of equipment for fifteen bucks a week." Make something out of it.
1: Well, um, with reformer because. Camilla, my wife, she does um, teaches reformer Pilates and yeah. one of the companies in Australia is now setting up a, a membership where they deliver you a reformer machine to your house yeah. and then they run the sessions online yeah. and you do it as a group but you've got your reformer at home. It's crazy. So they basically set up the lease, get it delivered to you yeah. and then part of your, your you membership it. is... Yeah
0: the online training i know i've yeah. got where i live now like as a gym client or a, a PT, who lives across the across the door from me and he's been going to houses and running sessions one-on-ones in their own home so he yeah. said he's doing a lot of driving his car comes in and out all day yeah yeah yeah. Um, because it yeah, yeah it looks, it's a bit dodgy to run you know group sessions in parks which you, you physically can't anymore it's this one-to-one yep yeah. yeah. All right, mate. We might we might formalise this. Hey, um, we might get into the to the podcast. Um, Reach your potential mm-hmm. now, podcast, which is what we'll what we'll run with. Um, really keen to have you on board again, and, and thanks very much for giving up your afternoon, uh, whether it's half an hour to an hour. Um, hopefully, yeah, people who are listening to this, and you know, no doubt, I'm getting a lot of value out of this, and the whole point of these types of conversations is to share experiences and share what we're going through, the hardships, but also share the successes and maybe yeah, lend a hand where we can to people who are listening but also other businesses within our networks or people or friends or family that may benefit from a little bit of guidance or from what we discussed. So um, thank you, Brennan, for coming on board, no, mate. Absolutely.
1: Appreciate it, mate. Love to chat as always. It's interesting times we're living in right now.
0: Yeah, definitely. I know the last time we caught up um, was pretty much the day we did our our first podcast, and that was pretty raw. And you know, we're sitting mm-hmm. across from each other, desk, um, you know, face to face. We had a very loud conversation going next door with the bosses uh-huh. and those types uh-huh. of things. Um, but obviously, this technology is um, crazy, and you know, this the zoom, the capabilities of Zoom, and the quality of these type of productions. And I was chatting to a colleague of mine yesterday, and um, Aaron Moore, who's another program manager for Binnacle. Um, and we even spoke about, you know, school visits and stuff like that, you know, rather than sitting in the car for up to, you know, it could be a three-hour round trip, it's an hour north side of Brisbane, hour meeting, mm-hmm. an hour back to the office. You know, you've missed six, seven phone calls from other teachers, other schools, um, you know, emails build up as well. Like in terms of, yeah, productivity, uh, I think utilising these types of technologies to, and then the other functionality of this is you can do screen sharing as well. Like we're just That's talking face-to-face, exactly right, face. yeah. you, you know, yep. sharing screens, talking through a problem, you're pretty much sitting next to someone anyway doing what you would do in that in that normal situation but you're saving yourself two and a half hours of time that you can then leverage that against, you know, another important task that you want to get done for the day. You know, you do that over a period of time. You're winning back hours upon hours.
1: So- oh, absolutely, absolutely, mate. I think the, the thing that I'm learning at the moment is that um, of all the resources that we have available to us, um, time is the most significant one. And right now, um, the whole planet's got more time than it's ever Definitely. had. That's Definitely,
0: it, yeah, so. time, time is, 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 is key. Um, we've also discussed previously to now the importance around communication, communication with our friends, family, but or by staying connected, but also with our clients. Um, Do you
1: care to sort of unpack that one there? I know that's big in your business and what you do. Oh, look, absolutely. And and I suppose to to put it in the most um, clear way is we help businesses workforce plan. So it's about having um, both strategic and operational ways of helping your people understand what you're trying to do with your business and helping you do it. That's the simplest way of um, explaining it and particularly over the last couple of weeks um, I've got some clients who come on and they might want want some particular thing done like it might be help me build my performance management framework in the business but the majority of the clients that I have are more long-term clients where we are meeting quarter to quarter planning for their business and then helping them um, be accountable to execute on that stuff in terms of having a business plan and strategy knowing how you can get your people to mobilize and connect into that and be clear on what their job is to help you make it all all happen and obviously in three weeks it's all turned on its head so I know a lot of clients I've met with at the start of the year we were planning out all right what does 2020 mean we sit down and and plan out for the next 12 months yeah and so uh my my thing over the past couple of weeks has been more just checking in with clients like today i have First thing when I walked in, I sent off about twenty text messages to awesome. a bunch of clients and a bunch of people just going, "How's everything going today because um, obviously it's it's hard to tell one day you know for example, one of my clients um, we were planning on this sort of social media marketing strategy, and then a week later it wasn't working and so then we came up with something different to to work out what we're going to do and I texted her this morning and said, "No, nah, all right, business is starting to happen again, and things are better and so my I suppose my shift has gone from focusing on monthly or ninety day rhythm to almost like daily or weekly check-ins, yep. and just being there for um, my clients to be able to just have a conversation and bounce some ideas off as well. Because often it's I know um, having spent a little bit of time in the corporate world, the, the the top end of town, the C-suite used to say it's can often be quite lonely at the top. But it's the same for business owners when you're trying to deal with all these things in your business, and not every business owner is going to be talking to their staff about, you know, how's the cash flow going and what they're trying to deal with. And then obviously, if they've got um, their family or their kids that are at home, and they're at home now, and they've got this mobile workforce, it's really. I've I've been uh, working with our um, our partner business in accounting and financial business, and obviously in our team we've got myself who's more in sort of HR planning. And um, Nathan, who's in industrial relations, looking at compliance and how do you keep yourself um, safe in terms of de-risking from doing things wrong and finding yourself in court or yep. having a, a letter from Fair Work saying you've, um, you've got some money to pay back to an employee that you haven't paid properly or something like that. So we've, we've been looking at innovating in terms of um, the products that we sell. So one of the products that we've come up with is a 90-day program where clients can literally either call or email us unlimited for $550 plus GST, which is a discounted rate to what we would normally offer. But it's just, um, I suppose it provides them with a level of confidence and a relationship of um, someone who knows things that they don't where they can call in. And so this is for, for new clients that haven't worked with us. Obviously, for our existing clients, it's we're helping them in whatever um, needs that they have. But that's been um, well received and it's forced us to do things a little differently around um, putting some videos together and sharing them in the way we advertise as well because um, for the stuff that we sell often, it's not really seen or known as overly valuable because it's just one of those things you just sort out if you need to. But I think people are coming to realize, particularly in the last month, that you've got your sort of financial risk that you have, but there's also people risk. So, if you don't know who your key people are and you don't have contracts in place, then all of a sudden, once you need to start making decisions about um, do I need to let staff go, um, people are working remotely and performance isn't there and I need to go about trying to make sure I can keep my business surviving. How do I lead and manage my team in that way so that um, from a de-risk perspective, it's um, ensure that cash flow keeps coming in but making sure that your, um, your workforce is um, I suppose organized in a way and even as a business owner you're not having to be burdened by having to micromanage everyone that you can sort of give people your trust and create a little bit of a system of how people can communicate together but um, you can worry about um, some of the other things that are more pertinent at the moment like um, can you get access to JobKeeper and what sort of other entitlements can you get from the government that's sort of more strategic uh, that you wouldn't normally have to be focusing in on? So it's been a whirlwind three weeks um, particularly and even obviously we've got Easter coming now and then post-Easter as things start to get a little bit more real in terms of, you know, it's a month in now of this new reality. Um, helping people yeah. to make um, more confident decisions. So that's been our last three weeks in a nutshell.
0: Yes, yeah, definitely very busy. And uh, we, we've chatted off there and there's a good quote that I want to sort of bring in. I think it's timely. Uh, Winston Churchill mentions, uh, never let a crisis go to waste. And how I position that, um, bit of context for me, like I outside of binnacle training, which is my primary role, uh, working in schools as a private RTO, Um, through my experiences here at ripen um, reach your potential now like um through the hardships i I had uh, one gym client uh, and unfortunately they've decided to um obviously cut costs and reduce costs and and part of that was you know unfortunately see you later ripen with marketing Mm -hmm. and social media and digital marketing strategies um and running facebook ads and i guess the the flip side of that is um yeah, I'm not too disheartened by that. As I said, it was, it was a secondary role secondary role that I am looking to explore to grow and, and, and will grow. But I think it's forced businesses to look at current systems and, and operations and I, 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 there's so many positives out of it. Uh, if there's one, one positive out of this situation, it's forcing businesses to look at internally, okay, what are their strategies, um, how are they communicating with their clients, are they using um, innovative techno- uh, technology tools you know, you know, AR and VR only—you know—not far away. You, know, you look at Snapchat, mm-hmm. for example, and all the stuff that they you can do on that on that particular device. Um, yeah, I definitely think it's it's going to shake up some businesses to think, okay, what are my current ways of working? Are they going to best position me for for what we know the 21st century is in very involved in? Yeah, digital tools and digital technologies to really. Stay connected with clients, and I think the capabilities, as we mentioned previously, around Zoom, I think is, yeah, will create another degree of uh, c- uh, communication and connection. And and will that we had a chat to another colleague yesterday? Will that reduce the number of flights so we actually get on? And you know, we're spending a lot of money on travel by literally being in a room for a board meeting. Can we just mm-hmm. connect up some devices like here, screen share, um, do the same outcome uh, in a in a cost-effective environment? So. You know, in terms of work travel, yeah, I'm just really excited to see what the other side of this looks like. I know it's the day-to-day, you know, the isolation, you know, hashtag ISO, you know, we're stuck inside, but we're streaming a lot of Netflix and Stan, you know, the stock price of Netflix has gone up. Um, significantly, because obviously, there's what else do you do at home? And you know, thankfully, um, all those people are taking, you know, that this seriously, and are staying home, and you know, reducing their the amount of travel, and uh, only limiting it to essential travel, work, or food, or uh, etc. But I think, yeah, it's going to shake up the way we the way we do things. And I know you've read the book, um, James Clear, Atomic Habits, um, just mm-hmm. yeah, systems and processes. Uh, and looking at yeah one percent sort of sort of better each every single day. like I'm currently working my way through it. Um, I'll, I'll sort of straight in reactive mode, similar to what you do to make sure our schools and our clients are uh, thought about and best preparing for school, which um, may or may not may, may or may not go back into term two. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been crazy and you know, I've been using the word pivot a lot. Um, so businesses are pivoting. Uh, you know, yeah. look at the retail, they're pivoting online, you know, you guys are being proactive in the way you're communicating with with clients internally and externally, you know, using digital tools, um, using video. It's forcing you guys to think about, yeah, social media communications which may have not have been on highest priority at this point in time but now it's, you know, it's yeah. pretty pivotal because everyone's, you know, I'll bring in the phone here, everyone's connected to this, um, mm-hmm. you know, probably two to three more hours than we were previously to now. You know, and that's where our ads need to be really catchy, um, really grabbing your attention. So there's, I believe, there's no better time to be looking at your ad strategies, your marketing strategies, and looking to pivot them from traditional methods, so you know, print and letterbox and those types of things, billboards, moving into digital marketing, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, YouTube ads, Google ads. You know, and then obviously channeling all that traffic you know, giving away a lot of free content, your Gary V model, um, giving away a lot of value, a lot of advice, you know, what you guys are doing, and then, yeah, mm-hmm. building a database uh, or assisting your database to then run ads to get to the right people. So, yeah, I'm excited by what the other side look like and then just obviously anticipating what that could look like and then from, a, from an investment perspective, A, from a time where you're investing your time, but also financial investment to set yourself, your business, and your family up for the foreseeable future.
1: Oh, absolutely, mate! And I, I think, yeah, there's this just incredible opportunity. With obviously, there's a lot of um, a lot of sadness and a lot of really mm. not great stuff happening in the world. Um, if you look at it purely from sort of like a business and an innovation perspective, um, it's I, I sort of think of it as when you've when you've got an exam or you've got a, an assignment due, usually. Um, it's that couple of days before if you haven't got it in for whatever reason you find this additional motivation and you find these ideas and creativity and the, um, the energy to, to make it happen so you can get the submission in or make sure you do it. So it's it's like a burning platform that the world has never seen before, has never mm. had. And um, I think as well what it's doing is it's forcing a different type of communication for people because you just by simply having the sheer volume of what's happening to the degree it is, people, you don't know what people are going through and what they're experiencing. And so I think in the past where, for example, salespeople might be quite pushy and really trying to um, ram a product down people's throats, even um, my wife was sitting through a webinar today for um, watching how people do a multi-level marketing business in. in nutrition and the guy was talking to to everyone and saying look people people don't want to know you as a person that's driving around with a big car and the big house you need to relate to them and right now is you obviously need to be more empathetic to what's going on in their lives you can't just whereas obviously in, in the past you could sort of just be as um, direct as you wanted to and it was sort of okay but now it's sort of taking the edge or the harshness off sales because People are needing to have a little bit more empathy because people just aren't going to buy people uh, from people who aren't showing a higher level of empathy right now in the world. So I think that's changing the way sales is done in a sort of a human way. And as you said, I think in terms of technology, um, it's, it's just changing behavior. It's forced change behavior, yep. which is requiring people to think and act differently and with this burning platform, um, I liked. Um, I heard this this idea from another a video or something the other day around um, people being volunteer victims. And so it's it's going look. There's a lot of people that are, are struggling, being challenged worldwide now, and it's about making a choice around: Are you going to volunteer yourself as a victim to this, or are you going to look at it as an opportunity to? It's um, not going to be easy and it's not going to be awesome but there can definitely be some opportunities to grow, learn, contribute, support other people in a time where its extreme need is there and obviously with this burning platform um, for businesses or for people in the past that might say, oh, look, you know what, we'll get to that next year. We'll just focus on this. Next year isn't, isn't a choice at the moment. It's either survive and get your business through this or you're not going to be around There's to even doors, yeah. and have a go at these things. So, um, James Clear's stuff around Atomic Habits is massive at the moment because um, in his in his emails that he's sending out, he's saying, "Look, we're in terms of remote working and the way the world is now, we're having new habits forced upon us." And I suppose one of the the downfalls of humanity, um, as well as its strength, is that we're really good at um, building habits and then automating them so our brain doesn't have to use up a lot of energy and juice to keep repeating them. But now that we've got to create these new habits, um, now the opportunity to be conscious of how we actually reshape these habits. And inevitably the way that we reshape the habits that we're doing now around remote working and considerations around do I go and drive in the car and meet that person or do I do it over tech and how we use time, that's going to have a long term um, effect on humanity itself. So we, it's not, I, it's not going to be all right. The pandemic's over. We go back to the way it was. That's, that's not happening. No. The world has changed now and how we set up the habits in the world and what we focus on and where we invest our time and resources now is going to influence what happens on the flip side of it. So it's exciting in that context, but it's obviously not great because there are a lot of people suffering and experiencing, um, not so great stuff at the moment as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. and I think we are blessed in the fact that you mentioned you've hit a couple of golden nuggets there already. I think it's an opportunity where we can, you know, try and potentially limit the amount of streaming that we're actually doing and put that into self-investment. So self-learning, we're we're always learning and I'm a big believer in lifelong learning as an educator. (coughs) Uh, And, yeah, I think, yeah, if you can pivot in that sense, you know, if you are without a job or struggling to, Maintain a job. I think there's opportunities where you can teach yourself a new skill, and that can potentially land you another career or another passion. And a lot of my um, social media knowledge has come through just reading, listening, and 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 physically doing or, or learning uh, on the run, or you know by watching a lot of videos on YouTube. You know, it's a free streaming service. You'd be mad not to, you know, reduce the number of hours that you're watching. You know, the the new Netflix series or whatever and actually putting that time, because no investment in yourself is a poor investment. Um, I'm sure there's a better quote than that out there, but yeah, there's a- No,
1: it sums it up well though. Yeah,
0: yeah. you might as well invest in yourself, you know, uh, you know, fitness wise, um, you know, spend the time, create routines. Um, I think we're both pretty big on structure and routines um, and not mm-hmm. going to the wayside. You mentioned habits, and that's something that I was probably let slip a little bit. Um, for me, it was around making sure schools, teachers, um, we're best prepared to pre- or be prepared for um, online learning or distance learning come term two, mm-hmm. depending on what the health mm-hmm. advice and what all the education ministers decide, and that'll be released very soon. Um, yep. But also, yeah, making sure that yeah your health and well being is um, top of mind as well. Um, and and probably for a week or so, I sort of I try and exercise every day. At some point, or we'll jump on the spin bike um, in and around family and those types of things. Go for a walk with the sun just to get some fresh air and. I sort of put that back on the back burner because I was sort of tied up in yeah, getting uh, quality communications together for schools, um, putting together our updates, uh, which pretty much stipulates um, di- yeah, different ways of delivering or methods that we've come up with, which we believe to be the best method of delivering a distance learning lesson, utilising obviously our, uh, our online learning um, LMS, but also obviously the guidelines around practical completion and we've been quite thoughtful and uh, probably strategic in the way that, we, you know, as a team we've tried to release not only one term but also having two terms available it gives uh-huh. the kids an opportunity where they can obviously complete all the theoretical assessment tabs um, which has all the online learning. So it's a little bit self-directed and I think it's only going to enforce the learner, the student, to be more um, self-motivated to, to have to teach themselves because they're not going to have a, a teacher you know, pushing them or, you know, you need to complete this homework or this assessment's due or you need to, you know, read X, amount, X Y, and Z, you know, to make sure that you're best prepared for the next lesson. It's going All to fall right. back on the, on the student. To, otherwise, if you, if you don't, well, then you're just going to slip behind. And that's, I think, the reason, you know, Scott Morrison is trying to keep schools open because he doesn't want kids to fall back into a bad habit where they, you know, they're playing online gaming and stuff like that or watching Netflix. They want kids to still be learning. Um, and yeah, I think yeah, that's beneficial. Absolutely. Um, as well, but also frees up um, you know, those essential services, provides an outlet you know, for kids to go to school for teaching. So like, I'm a believer, my gut feeling is it's going to be a blended learning environment next term where you're probably going to have a couple of kids in your classroom or they're going to be combined uh, a couple of classes are going to be pushed together and you'll be delivering a lesson, a face-to-face lesson, but also a video lesson through Zoom at the same time. Um, and you know, one teacher could be you know, facilitating that online that online teaching but also then screencasting what's being projected on the board or the PowerPoint and just being really blending. So it's only going to enhance our skill set in that sense. And I think, yeah, it's a probably a good wake-up maybe for the education system or I believe it's, yeah, really they're going to have to adapt to the 21st century skills, which is the expectation that you know when kids are leaving school that they've got those skill sets to be able to then move into a, an employment pathway where, you know, those skills are then translatable. But oh, in and maybe. around the current current um, system, it's it's tricky to teach all those skill sets in and around curriculum. So, yeah, that excites me It's really forcing the sh- the learner or the, the person, the individual, to invest in themselves, put some time, do some some reading, some learning, and just really get mm-hmm. an un- unpack and get an understanding of what they're actually learning because they're going to have to do it themselves. So, yeah, that well, that excites me in the world that I work in.
1: I think it actually helps with the transition into um, tertiary education as well because I know when I, was at, um, when I was in high school you know, doing maths where you're in the classroom learning, that was probably my, wasn't my all, most awesome subject yeah, whereas absolutely. I remember um, doing stats and things at uni and I had a great lecturer but he also recorded it. So um, whether I went in there, and did the course, I could go home and then watch it again. Or if I was at home, I could watch it live, pause, rewind, go back again. And I notes. definitely, yep. yeah, I actually, I definitely did better. And so I think in terms of like the continuity of students moving from secondary school into whatever they do, um, I think that probably helped. I know a lot of, I've seen a few things on the news where a lot of year 12s are going, oh, we're not going to get to have our year 12 like everyone else has, but um, yeah, I suppose in some ways, yeah. yeah, yeah, but um, I think the um, the other thing in terms of um, learning is that people are, as you said, having <laughs> to start to learn autonomously. So that's a that's a habit in itself. Yeah, is um, I remember going up and speaking at the school assembly, fifteen years after leaving grade twelve, and that was one of the things I said is that learning begins once you leave high school. That's what I learned, like the real learning. Yep, absolutely. And, and so the sooner I suppose kids can sort of have that blended experience, doesn't mean we just turn it off and everyone does school from home. But I think the more exposure they have, I think it helps them being able to transition into the workforce. But I suppose one of the other things that I thought might be helpful too is that, um, and I've shared this advice with a couple of younger people in the past, is that Right now, if you've, if you've lost your job or you want to get new skills, a lot of businesses don't necessarily have the income to bring on new employees. But what's stopping you from volunteering your time? Absolutely. And if you want to learn about social media, go and find a really successful social media company and say, hey, I want to, um, you know, a day a week or two days a week, I want to come in and volunteer my time. But in doing that, you're learning and I know, you know, obviously I help businesses recruit staff in in certain ways as well and that's a great thing to have on your resume is to say, I volunteered my time. I went and worked for a a company that people know and I learnt something and now I've got that as a skill that I can build into my career. Like that's that's the type of employee I'm looking for, not someone who's just looking for pay right now. As you said, if you've got free time or you're in between in... You're looking for a new career, so
0: yeah, it, it doesn't even have to be a big business. Even go to one of these small businesses yeah. in your community, like a cafe or a restaurant, is really struggling. Yep. You know, yep. just go, Hey, I'm willing to help you know, you like grow your, your social channels. I know you, know you know you're doing it tough. You know, I'll help run your Instagram page or help run your Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, start to build your content. You know, and, and working with them, I think I've seen it happen a number of times, um, even in like the, the elite um, sporting. Environments um, generally, they start as a volunteered, you know, volunteered sorry, uh, trainer, uh, with a, mm-hmm. you know, the, as they're studying their S or their exercise science background, that you know, getting a foot in the door, um, yeah. and then obviously you're showing initiative, you know, you're not expecting to be paid, you, you know, yes, you're putting in some big hours, but you're being, in, you're building your connections, um, building your relationships with people, or you know, who are in big positions. And then, you know, within a couple of years, you've got your qualification, you've had that experience, you know, you've volunteered at X, Y, and Z. Um, You know, they're probably more inclined. They know you are ready, so they're not having to sift through a list of candidates. And so you've already got one foot in the door, you know, so there's an opportunity there. Um, Or they'll be
1: a great referee too.
0: Yeah, definitely. Or, you know, move into a different field. So I think, yeah, yeah, there's so much opportunity um, yeah, social media, digital marketing at this point in time, you know, businesses are pivoting. Um, you'll see a lot more ads, uh, I guarantee, um, pushed or, or removed from, you know, what was referred to as traditional moving into, yeah, online ma- ads, you know, with various call to actions, giveaway products. You know, a lot of businesses are struggling, um, but there's also there's another side and it's just a matter of, yeah, yeah, walking through it, you know, tiptoeing, but also looking to make some big, uh, big jumps as well to, you know, position your business, you know, a couple of lengths ahead of, um, you know, another business who may, you know, may not be adapting or evolving or, you know, innovating quickly enough. So, yeah, it's going oh, to be interesting.
1: Mate. We like one of the things we're looking at doing is we run a lot of face-to-face workshops. So yes, yeah. we can't do that. So we're going to be building webinars instead. Right. So in the next couple of weeks, next couple of months, we'll be doing um, some, I suppose, webinars around education for what we do around our product but then yep. offering it to people at the end and saying, look, if this is stump- something that you need help with, we've got a product that you can um, utilise here but also in terms of um, doing some supportive work around remote working as well because obviously everyone's trying to work out how do you do it so one of the other webinars will be Making remote working work for you and having one that's for business owners and having one that's for employees and being able to offer it out there. So it's just um, there's a lot of content that you can curate from out on the um on the web at the moment, but just by being able to package it short and sharp, put it out there for people if they're and particularly if they're working remote, it's as you said, it's trying to identify who has the who's got the certain problem they need a solution to, and then packaging it up and I think people, um, instead of um, fearing and worrying what people will think and there's a lot of other people doing it, I think um, that's what I've loved seeing at the moment is there's a lot more online content that's been coming out, people putting free complimentary information out there which is helping other people both on socials and on YouTube and other things like that. But um, a lot of people have made a lot of money from this already before now. They just haven't made the leap to go to um, digital electronic type of ways of engaging with people, educating them and then offering them a solution. And I think it's also about some people are a bit scared of um, trying to sell to people at the moment as well. The way I look at it is, well, if I'm talking to you about um, how do you de-risk your business, how do you workforce plan, I've got these great ideas, I'm educating you and and I get to the end of a session and you go, yeah, I really need that, but you don't know where to go and get it, why wouldn't I offer you something? Yep. It's that person's choice whether they see that there's enough value and what it is is what they need. But um, I think that's also not being scared to actually put a product out to people because you'll get feedback straight away. Other people will buy it or they won't.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: but, but always offer them something.
0: And I think we get caught up in, you know, you mentioned that video, you know, Videos or putting online it doesn't need to be um, to the fully polished edit edited video. I think you'll see more and more just literally pick yep. up a phone, record, put it straight and mm-hmm. straight, post up online. I think that's sufficient. So you'll see Absolutely. the shift between high polished um, videos with you know a lot of money and a lot of team, a lot of product, yeah. uh, you know, being put into a, an item, just uh, but it more so drip feeding a lot more content of just mm. raw. Raw video, raw footage, honesty—you know—of how what they're doing to survive during this time, and just sharing experiences without a call to action, without a plug. But and and that's where you start to, you know, build your your trust with you know with your clients. I think the more you can give away for free, you're going to provide value. You know, they're going to say, "Okay, I've seen this message. I've I've seen a lot of it now. I'm going to to start to dip into what products and services they are offering because how can they maybe assist me within myself or my business moving forward." you're already starting to build that trust with them. You know, they're more likely that we you look at the sales funnel, you know, in terms of mm-hmm. sales, it's, you know, it's converting within 100 of people, you generally convert potentially up to three people. So you're shifting those cold people into the warm category, into, you know, into the buyers
1: and the, oh, old, the old
0: traditional sales funnel there. So, yeah, the more yep. people you can shift up um, and then obviously provide value giveaways, ebooks to seminars, to um, webinars, which is, yeah, a great tool um, and it's pretty easy to facilitate using, a, you know, software like this, um, you know, mm-hmm. sharing of screens. So you might have a complimentary PowerPoint, which is running side by side as well. So you're talking but also explaining it and then giving examples, you know. So there's it's no better time to connect and share um, and using these types of devices.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I think it's just having a go. So rather than going, Oh, I don't I don't know enough. I'm not sure I need to go and skill up. It's just have a talk and you can sit on sit on or stand up in front of a camera. Um, I think it's yeah, you just jump in and learn. I think it's all about having not having a fear of learning. It's and that's part of what I'm enjoying about this as well as I've probably shot about fifteen videos in the past three weeks, which I don't normally do. I do do put videos up and, and pretty active on socials, but I've just enjoyed um, you know, we'll talk about okay. We've got this little opportunity here, so let's put a little message up. And in the room, I go. In ten minutes, I walk out with a minute and a half worth of video content upload into a Mailchimp, and off it goes. Um, love it. It's cool.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's just so easy. And the more times you do it, the better you get at. Better you get, get at, at, at it. it, and that's the more confident you get in front of a camera. So. Yeah, highly recommend it. Like this is I've probably done three of these in the last three days because they they are fun too. Um they're a lot of fun. You just yeah, get on a conversation, it's pretty informal. You know, we not have we didn't have any structure behind this podcast. Um, you know, we see where the flow goes and um but yeah. as I said at the beginning, like I'm learning, you know, we're learning off each other. We're sharing our own experiences and there's so much power in the sharing of yeah, learnt experiences, triumphs and and you know, failures as well. I think we can, if we can help someone else, um, yeah, learn um, through what through our conversation. Um, you know, if we can help one person, you know, then that's achieved something, and we're grateful for that. Um, oh, absolutely, mate. No, I
1: think gratitude is probably a big, big one at the moment for people. Is that when you can when you can offer your support and want to contribute to people and think of it more about them? So, if you If you don't do that video or you don't send that email or you don't send that text, you're missing that opportunity to connect with that person. If if you're doing it out of fear going, oh, what if they think I'm trying to sell to them or I'm not sure if I want to do it because I'm not confident, is just thinking, well, if you've got a good intention, have a go at it and put it out there because um, otherwise that person misses the opportunity to either have that support, or you reaching out to them, and that could be the the one thing during that day that has helped them sort of get over a little a little hump Definitely. that they're going through. So, um, absolutely.
0: Nice, no, it's been fun, mate. Um, I reckon we might. Do we want to pull it up there just for our our podcast yeah, yeah, initially? Sure. We'll um, keep going all day, mate. Yeah. Otherwise, we just drag it on. But I um, uh-huh. might just stop recording.